Hey community, in today's episode, Matt is joined by artist Josh Baldwin to talk about his album, Where the Glory Is, talk about songwriting, worship leading, and a whole lot more. This is a great interview. We hope you enjoy it. What's up, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Loop Live. My name is Matt McCoy. I'm the founder of loopcommunity.com, and I'm the host of the Loop Live show. And today we have a very special guest. I've got worship leader, songwriter, Josh Baldwin on the show today. We're going to talk about his journey as a worship leader, as a songwriter. If you've got questions, wherever you're watching from, type them into the chats. If we get some good questions, we might take them live on the spot. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation with Josh. So let's go ahead and bring him in. Josh, what's up, man? Hey, hey, how you doing? Hey, so good to see you, bro. It's good I'm to glad, see you. Man, I'm glad that we get to talk. And, uh, you know, as a worship leader, I've been impacted by songs that you've written, Stand in Your Love, Evidence. I'm sure worship leaders who are watching this also have been impacted. And um, man, I remember seeing you, first time I've ever seen you play live was at the Dove Awards in 2019. Wow. And, yeah. Uh, it's funny. You won't, you won't know this, but I was sitting like right in front of you. Like, so you were on that little right. stage that was kind yeah. of out in the crowd and okay, we were yeah. in the row right in front of you. Were you um, right there with, um, I know the guys from uh, Sanctus Real were like right there. They were right down. Yeah, they were right down from us, just okay. a few people. We were with I just Eden. remember locking eyes with them and I was like, oh, I know them. And I was yeah. so nervous. I was like, okay, I'm just yeah. going to look at these guys. <laughs> yeah, Matt Hammett. Don't spit on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were sitting yeah. right next with the E1 people as well. And uh, okay. anyways, the Dev Awards are always just such a fun time, especially yeah. if you're down on the floor because you get to kind of just see all these people who are, you know, writing worship music and producing music. Yeah. And, but it was cool to watch you perform that song. And uh, I believe you just did it acoustic, right? It was just yeah. acoustic. It's just it me awesome. and my, actually my buddy, uh, Scott Mills, who um, oh yeah play, plays electric. He plays with a band called Colony House, but just one yeah. of my buddy, I was like, do you want to come play with me? We're just going to do a little acoustic, ver which was so nice because he's a, you know, he's, he's been in Nashville for a long time and he's an old pro. And so yeah, he's not old, he's younger than me, but he's been doing this longer than me. So he, it was nice yeah. to have him because he settled my nerves and just, yeah, it'd be great. So do you remember if you guys played with a click? We that? did. We, we had a click. We had, um, we had some tracks and really, well, yeah, because the, you know, they wanted yeah. it. It was, it was, you know, the shortened version. Yeah. And it was timed out for the show. Yeah. Just me and Scotty. And so, but they were like, you know, maybe we'll add some tracks in. And like, I think they kept like, you know, some yeah. of the gang vocals and maybe a little bit of percussive stuff just to fill it up a little bit. But yeah, um, yeah. so it was, and I was terrified that they weren't going to like, I think that was my yeah second. It was my first time ever at the Dove Awards. Yeah. And so I was just right. like, oh, is, how is it going to, yeah. are they going to hit play? What's going to happen? Who's doing yeah. these tracks? I'm just up here, I know. just me and Scotty. So it was great. So it was great. It is someone in the backstage that's actually running the tracks. You just plug in your in ears and like hope that you someone's going to press play in Ableton. I, yeah. And I'm just, and it's especially being out there in the, on the B stage in the middle yeah. of it, you just feel so naked just out yeah. there. That and, is um, so unreal. Yeah. I guess the guy at the, at the board front of house or monitor world, I don't know, is yeah. the one hitting the tracks and. Yeah, it worked out. We didn't mess up. It went. It went well. <laughs> is it pretty nerve wracking to play at the Devil Awards? Does yes, it, it was for me. I mean, that's the one. That's the only time I've ever done it, and that was my first Devil Awards 
ever i never had been to the devil lords and so and it was like a special you know it was the 50th anniversary yeah and um so i was already just nervous and then i remember me and scotty we i don't know if we just didn't leave our seat in time to get around to where we needed to go but we had to leave our seat go around and we had to you know run all the way around the arena grab i had to go grab my guitar out of the dress i remember we were like thinking oh my gosh we're not gonna make it in time yeah and my fear was like they're gonna cut to me yeah. And I'm not going to be up there on stage. So and I was like running up, plugging oh, in. Oh, yeah. I'm running, yeah. plugging in. And I was so stressed. But then once I got there, we plugged in. I was like, okay, I know how to. Yeah. I've sang the song a million times already yeah. then. So yeah. I'm like, I'm fine now. Once yeah. it's go time, right. I'm okay. But yeah. yeah. And you played name. Stand in Your Love. Tell us just a little bit about that song. And I mean, that song just took off, blew up. What was it like? Yeah. With, with tell us a little bit about that song what was it like to have so, an impact oh on so many people with that? um i mean it was amazing and it, it was i think um when i think about just how it was written and it all just kind of happened on i was um i went on i went on a trip to dallas with a worship leader buddy of mine and i was just down there honestly helping he had just broken his leg or broken his ankle a few months before or a month before and punctured a lung and so oh he God. was he was on crutches and then didn't know how much he'd even be able to sing. So he's like, do you want to come with me and like yeah. help me carry things and then lead worship <laughs> with me? And so I was like, yeah, sure. So I went down there just to help him and then yeah. ended up, I stayed a day later just to write with uh, some of the gateway guys, Mark Harris and Rita Springer. Yeah. And, um, and so I was literally just there for that. And we wrote stand your love that day. And, and I, and it was kind of going to be for like gateway was going to do it. Yeah. And then we were working on an album, Bethel music at the time, victory album. And it just kind of like last minute made that album. And yeah. I, it felt like I knew it was a special song. Like it, it felt yeah. special. I remember we just even sending the, the, the rough, you know, voice memo version of it. Yeah. It, there was something on it, but I mean, you know, I didn't know it was going to take, you know, we, I just thought this will be a great yeah. worship song for our church and you know gets to be on this album i'm just so honored to even just be where i am right now and then um you know and then from there we they we decided okay it's going to be the lead single from this album and we're going to push it to radio which i had never been on radio never done yeah anything like that and yeah um so yeah that was when it just like started taking off was the radio thing which just blew my mind and that's yeah. I was going to ask you when you're in a write and you're writing songs, do you pretty quickly know like, wow, this is a special song. And you kind of answered that, but I'm yeah. curious, like when you're actually writing it or you're like, Oh my gosh, like this is it. Like this is going to yeah. be huge. I mean, I think so. I think I, I say, I think so because I think there's been times when I've really thought it was special and it was like, you know, <laughs> it was yeah. fine. It was, it's yeah. a good song, but yeah. maybe in the moment I'm like, I'm such a feeler that yeah. sometimes my feelings can, mislead me um yeah but uh i definitely think the ones like like stand in your love um evidence there's been a handful of others that maybe weren't as known as those but they've been special i've led them a lot and yeah i definitely know when those have been written i can feel like okay this is something that whether it came fast like stand in your love or um some of them came like and it was just like months of just 
me knowing how special that song is and knowing that I need to like work through and really yeah. grind to, to get this where I feel like it needs to be um, because it feels special. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I initially kind of know, but then there's also been songs where I didn't know how good they were. I, I liked them, but I wasn't sure if it would work or not. And then maybe they end up like really taking off in our church. Uh, yeah. Just really, you know, so yeah. Yeah, there's ones that surprise you. Yeah, totally. And there's, yeah, I've had songs where it was just a really sweet song that I was proud of and I love and I was glad it got to be on my album. And then, you know, fast forward five years later, I'm still leading those that song like as much as any of the other ones. And I'm like, wow, that I didn't think, I thought this was just going to be, you know, a sleeper song on the album. And, but um, yeah, you never know sometimes. So let's rewind the clock a bit and just give worship leaders a little bit of the story of how you even started leading worship. Like who taught you, who inspired you when you first started? Well, I, um, I grew up in North Carolina. I grew up in North Carolina representing my Panthers today. (laughs) We finally won. So, um, I, I grew up a little church in North Carolina. My dad's was as a pastor, but he was also the worship pastor. And so I, I actually got my start just playing drums with him. I remember, I think I started playing drums in our little church when I was like 12, 13 years old. That's and cool. uh, so that's, my dad's a big influence as far as like, just, I mean, for the first, um, you know, 18 years of my life, he was my pastor and also yeah. my worship pastor. And just my dad wrote songs and, and still write songs. And so I just, I grew up in that. And, and I remember when I was in, um, I was in high school. I was in youth group. Our youth pastor said we didn't have anybody that led worship in our youth group. We would just play CDs back then and just play, you know, worship CD. I remember I'm old enough to, this is like the mid nineties. I remember we would play Petra praise. Oh yeah. (laughs) And Petra praise too. some of those, Mm -hmm. you know, take the cold, cleanse my lips. Yeah. Yeah. My Uh, first concert ever was a Petra concert. That song. Yeah. We are dating ourselves now, but um, Big time. most of my friends have no idea who Petra is. Um, but we would just listen to those. And I remember my youth, my youth pastor saying, you should be leading worship. And I'm like, why? I just play drums. And yeah. he's like, no, I feel like, you know, you're, you're got it in you. Your dad leads worship. He plays acoustic and, and my dad plays piano too. And he's like, why don't you just learn how to play the acoustic and learn some songs? And so I remember he actually, it's funny enough. My dad never like wanted to push things on me that he didn't want me. He wanted me just to find it on my own and didn't want me to feel like he, you know, I was trying to be like him just for the sake of that, even though he wanted me to really do it and really do music. And, but um, my room was my youth pastor who barely knew guitar. He's the one that taught me like my first, like three chords on a guitar, on acoustic. And I just, I grabbed it and started leading. And there was something about it that, that felt natural to me. And I think a lot of it was, I'd grown up in it with my dad, but also even just playing drums. Like I just knew the ebbs and flows of worship and, and, and had learned even how to lead from the drums. You know, I mean, I think a lot yeah. of times the drummer in some cases can lead the worship maybe even, or has maybe a more yeah. of a reign yeah. on, on how worship can go and how yeah. the music can go. As, as much the as bus anything. driver in a way. You're right. Yeah. And so dynamics. Yeah. totally. And so I it, think in some of that, it, it, I, I felt comfortable in a sense, like just out of the yeah. gate, like leading because I'd been in it. And so yeah. that's kind of how I got my start, but then heavily influenced by like 
Delirious Martin Smith yeah. and, and um gosh uh oh there was another though there a lot of Matt Redman and you know a lot yeah. of those guys so there's nothing like that original Delirious album um oh, cutting, the cutting, the cutting edge, edge yeah. albums oh, oh my gosh I love them that's how, so that's good. what I first that's what got me going too because I was like oh man these songs are so so cool at the time there was nothing like that no no there was nothing. I think the fact that they were um they were very you know corporate songs that you could do at a yeah. church but also they were so personal. I mean Martin kind of like yeah. opened the door for like hey you can write a song that's kind of about your personal walk but make yeah. it corporate enough that everyone can grab hold of this and yeah. and then the live in the can album where it was like that was the first time my eyes opened up to like you can I can just go off the page and just into the yeah. spontaneous worship and they just like recorded it and they put it out. And that was yeah. so foreign back then to just have, you know, spontaneous times in worship that are just on an yeah. album that you can listen to. Yeah. That's great. Well, it's cool to hear your story. That's it's very similar to mine, actually. My dad's a pastor and grew up leading worship in church, youth group. And you know what's interesting is that there's always just one person that ends up really encouraging someone to be like, hey, you should try this. And you're a totally. kid, you know, you're like, I don't know if I can do this, but someone's like, no, I see it in you and I'm going to like push you in a way to do it. And yeah. look at, it like changed your whole life. Yeah. And it, it just did. takes like that one person to light that spark. Yeah. And it's so funny. I tell, And I think it's so funny how like you would think on paper, it'd be like my father and yeah. he definitely poured into me, but like there's sometimes it's, you almost don't hear it from your family as well. You need somebody yeah. from the outside, like speaking in. Because, yeah. um, you know, I, I know that even with my kids now, sometimes we'll yep. be around and I'm like, one of my buddies said something about my kid. I'm like, will you go tell him that? Tell, go tell my dog. <laughs> like right. they would love, I, I think sometimes you hear it better from outside. Uh, yep. So tell, tell us a little bit then how, so at some point in your journey, you got connected yeah. to the people at Bethel. How did that yeah. happen? Um, that happened. So I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. I was a part of a ministry there in Charlotte, uh, called Morningstar. And they, um, for years had kind of been, um, just very, very connected with Bethel. A lot of people from Bethel, Bill Johnson and would come out to, to conferences that we did. And, um, and Brian and Jen would come out and then a lot of our people would come go out there. So we just kind of had this you know, this two coast meeting together yeah. a lot of, and, um, and that's how I met Brian and Jen. Um, they, I think it was 2007. I met them and just had this relationship with them for about six or seven years of meeting up here and there, um, yeah. at different conferences. And, um, you know, I would have, I'd do an album, I'd send it to all my friends and they're one of my friends that I'd send it to. So they were always connected with us. And then, yeah. uh, around 2014, um, I had just released a, my, a little independent album called Rivers, and I they got a hold of it. I think that Bethel started singing my song Praises at their church, and just which got me even more connected with them. So I went out there and I'd led every once in a while. Well, I went out there in 2014 to lead worship and visit my friends, and uh, that was when I led worship one Sunday night at Bethel, and that was when Brian they met with and it's like hey we'd love for you to be a part they would just started to really do the um the like the collective and it was yeah, more yeah the art like more before that had just been mostly just bethel music was like right. the worship leaders there at bethel and um and then they had got the helsers had come out jonathan melissa 
which I had grown up with. We all went to the same ministry school in Charlotte. Yeah. So I mean, I used to play drums with Johnny. Um, and then I came a month later. And so me and the Hellsworth were kind of like the first artist outside of Bethel that they pulled in for Bethel music. So that's how it happened. 2014 was when I officially joined and gosh, it's crazy. It's been eight years. I, we, we ended up moving out there in 2015, a year later, we just decided to move yeah. out and be a part of the church. So and you live in Reading right now? I don't live in Reading right now. <laughs> I, okay. we, were, we, we were there for six years. Okay. And, um, and then in January 2021, we moved to uh, to Franklin, Tennessee, so oh. just outside of Nashville. I wonder why. Why would you be in Franklin? Yeah, no, everybody's I there. <laughs> I, I was, you know just, what? I, well, I was, was just in say, Franklin a couple weeks ago because I'm thinking about okay. moving there. Where? Okay, where are you? Well, I'm in Chicago. Okay, but right. um, but you know, I, we're always doing stuff in the Christian music space, and I don't right. know, Franklin just seems like that's where it's at. That's where it's it at. It makes so. sense. I mean, yeah. you know, after Stand in Your Love and then when the radio and all that started, pick, I was coming through Franklin and Nashville all the time so much. And then yeah. um, we just I think we always thought we probably would end up here. Yeah. But 2020 happened. We're just all of all that that was, I think, just kind of uh, accelerated everyone's yeah. vision for the next two or three years. And so part of that was like we just wanted to get closer to family. Yeah. We, um we wanted traveling to be a little bit easier. And then I was always here anyway. So it just made sense. And um, yeah. so we've been here a year and a half and it's been great. And I'm still very connected at Bethel. I still go back and lead often. And um, I was just there last week and it's been great. We loved our time. in. Re- I mean, Reading is a really special place. It's, it's yeah. it, that I, I miss Bethel church being my every Sunday morning church. Yeah. I, yeah. I miss Bill being my pastor. But, yeah. um, but I still, it still feels like they are. They're still very right. connected. But what church are you going to in Nashville? We've been going to the belonging. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. We, awesome. um, we had so many friends that we already connected with that go there. And then, um, and yeah. I love Henry and Alex. I'd met them a little before. And so, uh, we kind of just, you know, we, it's like, we, we didn't know it's honestly, it's been weird. It's the first time in my life that I've ever moved somewhere and it not been like because of the church in yeah. that city. You know, I've yeah. growing up, my dad's a pastor anywhere we moved is because of his job. Yep. And then when I became a worship pastor, anywhere I moved was because of the church moving out to Reading was because of Bethel. So then moving here, it was like, I don't know how to find a church. Like, what do you do? Like, yeah. Yeah. It, and it felt so it was just, well, I know the most people here. I love Henry and Alex and just, yeah. You know, initially, just I, you know, really feel like they, um, yeah, share DNA in a sense with them. So we just started going, and, and we love it. It's been great. I've recently been meeting a lot of people who go there, just because yeah. we've been looking at moving down there. And then also, I've got yeah. I'm actually working on a music project myself right now with a guy named McKendry Tucker who goes to McKendry. Co. Yeah, 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 yeah. He played. He's, he plays keys. Yeah, yeah, plays keys. Think, yep. Yeah, and he's producing he's, um, this project for me, and he's told me a ton of stuff about the belonging in it. It just sounds like a great place. It's a great place. And we love, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty close with Cody and uh, yeah. Cody Carnes. We actually just played golf. And, oh, cool. Um, so he's there. He's there. And yeah. he's our, my initial, like, you should come. So, yeah, yeah that's awesome. It. So you've got a new album coming out. October I do. October 21st, Where the Glory yeah. Is. Tell us about it. Oh, man. I, um, I love this. I'm so pumped about it. It's been, uh, 
I mean, I I feel like it's like my best 10, 11 songs that I've been a part of. And it's, uh, it, it kind of, I went from like thinking I was going to write an album and it be, um, a little more singer songwriter and just maybe a little more, um, front porch worship Josh kind of thing to, there is definitely some of that, but it ended up being way, a lot more corporate songs than I thought I would yeah. add. a lot more corporate worship. And they still feel like me. They still feel like, you know, it's definitely, I can't get away from like my sound that tends yeah. to gravitate towards that Carolina country sound. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but it, it, um, I think it's just, it's a, it's a group of songs that feel, um, they just feel like the most me. I don't know how to explain mm-hmm. that even more than just, I've had friends of mine that I've known for years that have listened to it and I haven't said anything to them about, you know, yeah. what it was like or anything. And they just come back and most of them are like, this feels like the most, the truest form of you that I've ever heard. And, yeah. and I feel like that, that's, it feels like that to me. It's just, um, where the gore is the song. It's, it's, um, I wrote it with my buddy David Leonard and um, it's one of those songs that I think when I hear, when I first, which started talking about the title where the glory is um, and with him and my friend, Andy Cherry, we were talking about like what we usually hear when we hear songs called, they're talked about glory and just, this is where the glory, is. it, it feel they feel a little more like we're singing about the holiness of the Lord and just, yeah. but I started like thinking about the song and I'm like, I actually, I feel like the beauty of the Lord and, and the where the glory is and walking with, and being with him is just that every day, like he's with me he, mm. and he's, he's always walking with me. He said he'd never leave us. And, um, and so that's what that song's about. It's just, this is where the glory is. You're the one I'm walking with. And this yeah. is where the glory is. I'm never alone. And, um, and I think all of the songs kind of had, have started to have fed off that. And there's another song, narrow road that it's already out. And um and it talks about the similar thing and just this road with the Lord that's he said it'd be narrow and uh it said the journey might be lonely but would never be alone and that's mm. it's kind of another one of those just like this uh this everyday walk with the Lord and this it feels yeah. like worship songs for like uh it feels like worship songs for the working man you know <laughs> yeah 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 if that makes that, sense but yeah man that's good yeah is it's, there we're gonna have all the multi tracks on Loop Community. Is there a song that you'd be like, yeah. "Hey, worship leader, this is one that you might want to even like consider playing at your church." Like, which one do you think is the most oh, yeah. congregational for a church? Oh gosh, um, I mean, I think there's a few of them that are, and uh, one Resurrection Day. Um, I mean, obviously, it's just the Easter Sunday morning yeah. song. That'd be great. Yeah, we need more of them. It's, and it's upbeat, which is yeah. not normal for me to have an upbeat song. Yeah. that I'm really stoked about leading on Sundays. It's so hard for me to write an upbeat song, um, but it's upbeat. And it's, you know, it's obviously it's talking about the resurrection, but it's not just saying, you know, it's not just that. It's just that this is resurrection day every day that I can yeah. wake up and just, and um, I think that one I'm really excited about leading. It's a great like opener kind of song. Um, there's another song I wrote with my friend, Patrick Mayberry yeah. uh, called still standing. And he actually sings it with me. But um, I think that one, I think I could see that one being like a good congregational song for people. So, um, yeah, there's a few on there. There's one on it that I think I love the most. It's called Keep Me Burning. And it 
it was kind of a joke. I was singing uh, this old song I grew up singing when I was a kid. Uh, Give me oil in my lamp. Keep me burning. Give me yeah, oil yeah. in my lamp. I pr- and so we kind of, I started singing that and they were like, what if we just did like our own, you know, slower ballad type version of that song. And so that one, that came out of that. Just give me oil in my lamp. Give me fire in my bones. And, and the chorus is just, Jesus, keep me, keep me burning. It's just this sweet worship song that's just a call for like the Lord to just yeah. uh, continue to like keep that fire, keep that flame, that flame, yeah. a flame, that fire, a flame, fire, a flame. flame. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. you got it. I'm like, what is, I'm, I'm losing my words here. Yeah, but Dude, that's awesome, man. Well, we're going to be pushing that uh, project for you, get, get it in front of worship leaders. Oh. So give us a little bit. Of, of a sneak peek behind the curtain, your life in Franklin. What does yeah. a normal week look like for you? Like songwriting oh, or travel, gosh. school drop off. Yeah. Right. I'm trying to think what is what is a normal week anymore? Um because it's different. Last week I was gone all week in California. So that wasn't normal. But um yeah. a normal like today I I took the kids to school this morning. They do we we homeschool, but they do two days at a co-op. So they do yeah. Monday and Wednesday. So I took the kids to school and um, I, a lot of, you know, there's about every other day I might do a write. Uh, you know, I'm not, it depends on if I'm like working on when I was working on my album, yeah. I'm writing a lot more and I'm writing for that. If I'm not like right now when it's, the album's done. So a lot of times I'm writing, it's just for other people. Like um, I wrote yesterday and then came home and, you know, cook yep. spaghetti for the kids yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and uh yeah. but today you know uh, tomorrow i'm i'm going and writing with my buddy david leonard for his album yeah. and just so and that's and that's something that since i moved here to franklin it's been fun to be able to have those times of like yeah just writing and be for other people and um, yeah so I you, you know do that a lot more i get to do that a ton more and um yeah. And I didn't realize like how much I'd actually love that. And it's just like the, there's less pressure. I feel like I'm like, ah, well, this isn't for me in the sense that I want to make it great, but I hold, I hold a little bit looser to it, which ends up making it, I think, I think easier for me to write because there's no, you know, I don't put as much restraints on it and pressure, but um, would you say how many rights do you think you have a week? No, I'm not like a guy who's like every day. I like, okay. Yeah. At least one, maybe yeah. two. Okay. But yeah. um, if I'm not traveling. Um, yeah. But yeah. That's I'm what not, I would guess is even like sustainable. Yeah. I For me, that's not, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i definitely a songwriter, but I'm right. so much more of like worship leader, artist guy that I, too much songwriting and it just, it wears me out. I can't. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I have I friends that. that write every day and they just love it. And that's all they want to yeah. do. Yeah, I think that would burn me out. <laughs> it would def it definitely burns me out. I can't do it. I've I've found like a good stride. I feel like yeah. I'm in my yeah a, a nice uh, flow right now. Do you it. guys commit when you when you do a write? And the people that you know that like are writing every day are they committing to like finishing the song that day? Because I think what would really hang over me is like if you don't finish the song and then like it just yeah. starts snowballing and you've got a ton of songs that are just like seventy five percent of the way done. Yeah, no that 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 can happen, and then you just lose, you forget and lose track yeah. of like what song's done and what's. Yeah. Um, I think most of the time we try to go in and think let's let's try to finish this today or at least enough to where it's like 
you can voice memo back and forth that last little bit. Yeah. But um, most of the time, I feel like we get about all of it done. At a least, full right. Yeah. At least a full right. And then you, Work a lot table. of times, go back and, you know, you can yeah. pick things apart and change yeah. stuff here and there. But yeah. So I'm, uh, I, I told you I was, I'm working on this project with McKendree. I'm curious from your perspective, when you yeah. work on a project, what's your favorite part about doing a recording? Uh, and what's your least oh. favorite part of the process? Oh, wow. Um, I mean, writing can, can be the hardest part for me. I think a lot of times, uh, there's sometimes when I feel like it comes really now, it just kind of depends on the song too. There's some yeah. songs I'm just like, Oh man, that was where the glory is. That song felt easy and just, you know, flowed yeah. right out. We never changed anything about it. The, yeah. even the vocal take that's on the album was the demo take. I yeah. sang it the wow. first time I sang it, it just felt easy. And like, I wow. remember David was like, we can try, you know, later when we record this, we can try to have you sing it. But he's like, I just don't think you're going to do it better than that. It's, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, and so it's amazing. No, not perfect, but perfect for the song. Yeah. For that right. One. Right. But, um, but I think the most fun part for me is the actual recording and, and the process of crafting like the arrangements with the band and all that stuff feels yeah. that, that, because it feels like the pressure, I feel the, the most pressure when it comes to writing. Because yep. it's just like you got to get it right. You got once that part's done, yeah. I'm like, wow, the rest of it's just fun. It's like, how are we going to yeah. arrange this? What's, the, what's this song going to sound like and feel mm -hmm. like? That part's the fun part to me. But some people love the writing process, and and I don't, I don't dislike it. Obviously, it's who I am. It's what I'm called to do. It just, yeah. um, I don't know. I might, I don't know. I've had some people that are shocked to hear that, like, the writing part comes a little tougher to me and maybe it's not quite as enjoyable as one might think but it just kind of depends on the song too yeah but. yeah right i know some just come easy yeah some come easy i tend to beat my i have a lot of control over the writing part yeah. and i tend to beat myself up a little bit more yeah. with that yeah. in that regard and then when it comes to the producing and recording i know my strengths and weakness in that and most of the time i need to just like let it go yeah. a little bit and so yeah. i i just enjoy that better because I yeah. lean on the other guys more. Yeah. And, yeah. And with the writing, I mean, there's just so many possibilities. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's so many different right. options and like the words that you choose are so important. Someone recently told me that it's like the difference between difference. The expression is like different of like lightning versus lightning bug. Like those two yeah. things are completely send totally different messages. Yeah. Well, and, and it's that and one tweak. Totally. And I think, I know for me, I'm a, I'm an Enneagram nine. So uh, more options doesn't usually mean like, doesn't usually yeah. bring me peace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. If I have more decision, like there's more yeah. options and on in decision making, yeah. I am just yeah. like, Oh no. And then I'll just ask a million people like, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Yeah. And, um, so if it's just, yeah, if it's just like, it's either going to be this or it's either going to be yeah. that, then I'm like, great, let's do this. But yeah. if it, the, yeah, when in the writing, the songwriting, when it when it is like an endless possibility, yeah, that almost like oh gosh, yeah. no, I know someone choose for me, yeah, right, someone choose, which oh, which I will say, coming here to Nashville, I've I feel like I've grown into songwriting in that I've learned how to get like a theme in a of a song like yeah. right out of the gate, 
and that mm. even that hones it in to where oh it's got to fit down this down these yeah. two parameters because here's the theme here's what we're going after as yeah. opposed to i feel like you know years ago i would just kind of like i just want to write a worship song and just make it this broad thing of yeah we're just want to write a worship song about the lord i'm like well yeah we do yeah. but are we going to sing about his faithfulness let's sing about his faith or let's sing about how he you know his blood or the cross you know something when you mm -hmm. hone it in then it's like right. okay then it takes throws away a tons of options that aren't good for this anyway and let's just right. keep it right here so yeah. Well, all right. I have one final question for you, and I'm gonna let you go. <laughs> all if you right. could go back and tell a younger version of yourself, or maybe a new young worship leader, maybe you're sitting down over coffee with a young worship leader who's 15 years old. If you could go back and tell yourself something as a young kid, what some advice you'd give for the road ahead? Wow. Um, gosh, I will. I will say, I think worship leaders nowadays in some regard have it so much easier than I feel like I did 20 some years ago, <laughs> but then also so much harder. We didn't have social media. Yeah. We didn't have all these different ways to compare yeah. yourself to everyone who does what you do. And um, I think I would say, and I feel like, I feel like I somewhat did this well, but then also I know how I felt when I, I feel like on the outside, it might look like to some people back then that I was doing this. Okay. But I know how I was feeling and I wasn't, <laughs> um, I would tell most worship leaders to like, Hey, just to go back. Like, what was the last thing the Lord, you felt like the Lord told you like in whatever mm -hmm. season it, did you like, maybe you're at this church and you feel like I, you see yourself doing something else down the road. And sometimes I know for me, it was hard to like, just be where I was in the moment because I see yeah. all these, these goals and dreams and even like, prophetic words and things that people yeah. had told me that I was going to be doing. And I see those so much so that I don't, I forget like where I'm actually planted right here. Yeah. And um, I had to remind myself and I would tell, I would want to remind a worship leader, a young worship leader, like, Hey, what was the last thing the Lord told you? He put you right here. Like you just like pour into that with all your heart pastor yeah. that worship team and let the Lord pastor your dreams over here and let him water those. And those will come and happen. That'll happen in time and whatever that means, whether it means like you grow in your team to be a move, you know, and nowadays it's like, it's so every, every worship team wants to be a worship movement. Every worship yeah. movement wants to be a label and every, you know, all this. Yep. Yep. It's like some of that's great, but what's like the, what's the one thing the Lord has put you there and wants to pour into those people. And like, don't mm. forget where you are and look yeah. past and try to grab onto something too early because God forbid you get it. And then you got to like, yeah, I remember my pastor, Bill Johnson, he just says, Hey, let the Lord, uh, let the Lord promote you because if we, mm -hmm. when we, when we try to promote ourselves and then we have to like, keep our, yeah. we have to maintain that and keep it up with our own en energy. But if the Lord promotes yeah. you, then he will sustain you. Yeah. And so, yeah. So that's easy a good word. That. That's a good word, man. Well, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to join us for this. And oh, uh, thanks for having me. I've been dodging the sun the whole time. No, no, Just, good. Hey, <laughs> hopefully it feels good though. Yeah, I would I tell worship it. leaders, hey, don't dodge the sun. Just just <laughs> just sit right Embrace there with the it, Lord. <laughs> You're getting your vitamin D. I am. <laughs> all right, man. Thanks so much for joining us. We're looking forward to your album dropping. Oh, very thanks soon. for having me. Thanks for all yeah, you guys man. do and just how you yep. just help churches just yeah. Yeah.
worship. Absolutely. Honestly. Absolutely, yeah. man. That's what we're about. Thank you. All right. Thank Hope you. to talk to you soon. Thanks. You too. All right. That is the interview with Josh Baldwin. Really interesting to just kind of hear his story about how he started as a worship leader, songwriter, how he's currently songwriting. We talked about all sorts of stuff in there. Make sure you share this video with a worship leader that you think would be interested, a worship leader friend or a songwriter, and uh, make sure you check out Josh's new album. Dropping soon, close to the end of October, and uh, it's going to be really great. So thanks for joining us for Loop Life. We'll see you next time. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Couldn't do what we do without you. Let us know in the comments what you thought. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube. Stay tuned. we got a bunch more stuff coming. Appreciate you guys. See ya.